Hey there, this is Mike and you're listening to Feeling Twisty. I'm really glad you're here. A good friend of mine asked me the other day, do you really think a 48-year-old guy with no money can go from zero to wealth creator if he only assumes it? And I replied, do you think a 47-year-old man who's stuck in a wheelchair, diagnosed with permanent brain damage and an awful movement disorder can be healed if he only assumes it? And he replied, Point well taken. Thank you. (laughs) He knows the story of that man that was healed after dealing with this permanent brain damage and movement disorder for seven years. I know he knows this man because that man is me. There was nothing extraordinary with what I did back then. No difference in magnitude whether it's that healing or imagining a delicious meal. And there's nothing special about me. I could spend a couple of hours detailing all or many of the times I failed. Times that I've waded back, neck deep in the muck of doubt, letting my imagination run wild, even after the healing. But I made a promise to myself to live by imagination with no reliance on false gods or belief in secondary causes. Six days after my assumption that I was healed, I stood up and said goodbye to the crutches and the wheelchair for good. But during those six days, I wasn't happy every minute of every day. I still got grumpy. I argued with Kelm. I got impatient with the kids. And I still dealt with life in a wheelchair. What was different was the feeling that my assumption was all it took. The day before the healing, Kim and I had driven our son to the airport for a flight. While there, I had to use the restroom. And uh, I've described this before. I'm not going to get into details about it. But the movement disorder I had that they said was caused by the brain damage, uh, I would lose control of any and all voluntary muscles in my body. So when I had to go to the bathroom, I had to get there quickly if you catch my drift. Every handicap accessible restroom in the terminal was closed for maintenance when I really needed it the most. I remember being so upset with the airport staff for allowing such an injustice to happen. And during those six days, I had plenty of moments of frustration, but I had taken my imaginal act, my assumption, for granted. I handed it over to imagination. There really wasn't a point in those six days that I thought about what I assumed. I didn't have moments of worrying if I did it right. I just didn't. Now, in the months after the healing, I did get frustrated with myself because some of the things, many of the things that I was imagining for, things that I wanted to experience, were so difficult. They seemed to be so difficult. And that's about the same time that I started assuming that I had to learn more from as many other people as possible. I've talked about this many times on here. If you're curious about that story, check out episode 45, Assume This. Actually, you don't say it like that. I meant it to be said like, hey, assume this. Yeah, I got your assumption right here. 
something like that. <laughs> Things really changed for me when I stopped and looked back on what I had been imagining since the healing, the wins, the failures, all of it. And I saw so clearly when I decided to take a look. Every time that I failed was when I made it more difficult. I put too much pressure on myself while trying to conjure up the feeling of my wishes fulfilled. I made such a to-do about creating a scene that implies my wish is already true. I was forcing it even when I thought I wasn't forcing it. Looking back from that point to when I was healed, every single success that I could recall was when I let it be easy. <laughs> I can't even say let it be easy without hearing 2020's voice telling me, let this be easy for you, Mike. <laughs> Whether or not I came up with a scene didn't matter. Sometimes I did, other times I didn't. What matters was how I felt when I assumed the feeling of the new state. Let me give you an example from today. If you've listened to my recent episodes, you know that we aren't living in the same city as before. We've had so many wonderful moments, great conversations over the past two weeks, outpouring of love, just good old fun since we've been in this other city. Well, the day after the storm, the whole family drove back into Lake Charles to see what the city looked like and see what our home looked like. After a couple of hours there, we came back to uh, my niece's house where we're staying right now. And when we got back inside the house, I realized I didn't know where my keys were. Kim has a set of house keys and keys for her vehicle, but on my key ring is the only key I have for my truck, as well as a couple of other keys with no copies anywhere else. So I needed the key ring. I needed those keys. I dug around the room where we're staying and around the house and searched Kim's vehicle for the keys. It didn't really matter to me at the time, it, whether or not I found them because I didn't need my keys then. And I just kind of flippantly told Kim, oh, they'll turn up. Well, a week and a half later, the keys were still nowhere to be found. And every couple of days, someone in my family would say something like, what, Dad? I can't believe you haven't found your keys. What are you going to do? Two days ago, the subject came up again in the kitchen and the, my kids were uh, picking at me for not being able to find my keys. And I told them this, listen everyone, I'm telling you now that I will find my keys and I want you to know how I'm going to do it. I'm using the Western gate. I'll feel my keys in my hand and I'm not going to worry about it, stress over it, or even look for the keys. I'm going to feel them in my hand and trust that it's done. And I'm telling you all this so you see the power of imagination. And as I left the kitchen, walking down the hall, I imagined feeling the keys in my hand. And I felt the satisfaction of having found them just as I told my kids I would. It took a moment just to feel the pressure of the keys, the metal teeth against my fingers. Now the rest of that day and the following day and most of today, I did not have my keys and I did nothing to find them. I didn't go looking for them again. I didn't dig through the room again or anything. I didn't worry about it. If I had the keys in imagination, if I've already felt them in my hand, 
then I've already experienced it. Then I know it's true. It's already true for me. So why would I worry or why would I even search for it frantically? I don't need to do anything that feels like I have to do something. If I'm feeling pressure or confusion or any type of worry and then act from that feeling, then I'm not in the state of my wish fulfilled. So I did nothing except feel the keys in my hand for that moment. Well, earlier this afternoon, a thought crossed my mind. Check Kim's Explorer again. And as soon as I had the thought, I knew at that moment that this was it. I walked out to her vehicle, looked right where I saw it when the thought popped in my head, and there were the keys. Now, I've already searched the vehicle twice before on the day I lost the keys. And I looked in that same spot twice that day. But in that moment, when that thought popped in my head, I knew right where to go to find the keys. And there they were. That same simple knowing that I had the keys was the same simple knowing that I was healed. I'm telling you that every desire you have is a simple assumption away. Trust yourself, your awareness of being. You don't have to worry about reprogramming anything or reversing years of beliefs. I hear so many so-called experts say to start with the little things. Try something small. Try a bird feather. Sure, you can start small and crawl, but I want you to realize just how powerful you are. Like Neville says so often, put this to the extreme test. Don't stop at what the facts of the world say. If anyone tells you there's a limit, I wouldn't go to them for advice. In fact, I don't go to anyone for advice. I don't ask anyone whether they think my idea or my desire is uh, worthy or if it's something that's possible. I certainly don't Google it to see if it's something that's possible. I used to. Well, let me see if, can somebody be healed of this? Is this even a thing? I don't go to Google or doctors or any experts and ask them their opinion. I go to the only thing that matters, my imagination. If I have a desire, then I know it already exists and the fulfillment of that desire already exists. Send me your questions and your wonderful success stories. I love hearing from you. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram or email me at feelingtwisty at gmail.com. I love you. This is Feeling Twisty.